Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 99. That's a palindrome. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. <laughs> Joining me today is the beautiful British boy, Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. I'm feeling great. How are you guys doing today? I'm, I'm doing well. You know what I just noticed? And this is kind of bizarre. I, <laughs> when I introduce you, I always say hello, and then you say you're doing well. And I feel like an asshole because I should say, how are you, instead of hello. Nah. It's a whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Bonjour. hello. Bonjour, yeah, nonetheless. Bonjour. I, I see you uh, repping your Active Quest shirt there. That's very yeah. nice. Yeah. Very nice. You can get that at Teespring. Yes, you can. Um, joining us as well as the Lego-haired Josh Nichols. How are you, Josh? There, I ask. How are you, Josh? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited because my vacation time starts soon. I don't take vacation time often, or if I do, it's like a day or two. You know, I don't usually do a lot of time at once, except for I always do it in December. And it's great because I get to stay home because Hell we're yeah. supposed to stay home. I love staycations. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm on vacation right now. This is me on vacation. I'm taking a week off. It's very nice. So nice. that's ex- nice. That's exciting. Um, what you know? What else is exciting is that this is episode ninety-nine. That's very. Yeah. This is our last episode in the double digits, and then the, and then after Crazy. that. Crazy. Oh my god! I remember when we first started. It was around game of the or let's see, game award season in twenty eighteen, and we had no idea what we were doing. Or at least I maybe <laughs> maybe you guys did. I don't know. I would, I had no idea what I was. I had doing. a bit of podcast experience, but it was from like years before. Yeah. Um, this is how long ago we started the podcast, or I guess this is also kind of indicative of how fast game news evolves and moves and stuff. We were talking about Fallout seventy six. Wow. Coming out. <laughs> that was a thousand years ago. Wow. I just re-listened to most of our first episode because I was trying to remember what my top five games were for our next episode because oh, I wanted to know yeah. if they changed. And right. I was like, "We're talking about Fallout seventy six. What the fuck? This is crazy." <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everybody, for joining us here. Remember, you can always find us uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. Get a hold of us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, remember to rate us on uh, iTunes and Podcast Addict so we can continue to reach people and attract cool guests, which is very important. Uh, and get more review codes to provide coverage to everybody. Um, and reviews are pretty helpful uh, when you know, if, in terms of discovery at least, and uh, and helps us open helps open doors for us in the industry. So that's very important as well. Chris, looks like you had something to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think like with next year, we we I'd love to cover more indies and give them a bit more of a spotlight. Um, but also, I would love to start doing some interviews uh, with uh, both AAA and indie studios. I think that'd be really fun to do. Well, I agree. It's just I'm very scared, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I'm a very scared boy. I'm very I'm, I'm you're right. I'm not arguing with you, uh, but I'm just yeah. That's kind of terrifying. But yeah, maybe we should do that. I, I'm with you on that. Um, what else? Uh, oh, um. Yeah, we're part of the HP Podcast uh, video video game podcast network, of course. And this episode's going to be a little bit different because um, normally we do news, um, you know, what we've been playing, that sort of thing. Um, this week, since it's sort of the end of the year, there isn't really a ton of news. There is one story in particular, which you guys can probably guess what that is. Um, 
and we'll cover that. But this is going to be our Game of the Year episode. Um, this is the first time we've done sort of an official Active Quest Game of the Year episode where we have our, not just Josh's pick or Chris's pick, but Active Quest's pick. And so we did the, uh, the, the uh, you know, ranking system like a lot of other uh, outlets do. And, you know, they're awarded points. We ranked them. And then, you know, the one with the most points in that particular category is the winner. Um, and we, we did Game of the Year. And we've got a couple other fun categories as well that I think are interesting. Chris, you, you uh, came up with a lot of those. So I appreciate your work on that. And then we've got the Listener's Choice Award that we'll go through. And then uh, just a butt ton of listener uh questions well listener what, well, what is it's it's not they're not really questions i guess they're it's it's in the listener questions category um it's uh favorite gaming moments of 2020 so we'll read through. yeah for it'd be cool to switch switch it up and ask you a question for us yeah so we'll read through that and then at the end we'll talk about what we've been playing um i i haven't really been playing a whole lot of new stuff really uh but well let's see yeah, maybe you guys, I think you guys have. Let's see, Chris, you've been playing Observer, which I really want to play. Yes. That's, a, that's a spooky game, right? Uh, it's a psychological kind of horror game in a way. It's not like very scary, it's just interesting uh, with its visuals. And yeah, I have a lot to say about it. So, the cool. talking about that. But I'm very, um, I get spooked real easy. All right, so. <laughs> there are a few jump scares. It got me. <laughs> like like i get spooked when playing call of duty and that's not even a spooky game, so oh dear <laughs> oh dear yeah so yeah we'll do all of that um aside from that i hope we're all doing well uh jo josh you're about to start your vacation so that's great anything else going on you feeling any better over there um yeah um still like a lot more congestion you know than normal and coughing more than normal but like it's it's a lot more manageable for the most part, it's uh, the worst symptoms are gone. There are occasions where like my bones still hurt really bad, or my muscles Jesus. or whatever. Oh, I don't know, that, and that kind of sucks. But I don't have a physical job, so that you know, yeah, helps a lot. Help. Hell yeah! Well, I, again, I'm glad you're in one piece, and I'm glad you're joining us today, Chris. Everything okay on your end over there? You got a nice. Uh... Oh no, you took your Mickey Mouse hat off. I was gonna say mm. you've got your. Oh, I did. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it was a little congested. Oh, I see. I didn't fit with my headset, but uh, yes, I do have some Mickey Mouse ears that are festive themed. <laughs> I got those from working at the Disney store uh, a long time ago. So, oh yeah, man, uh, I used to love going to the Disney store before it yeah. closed down in our in our mall. I used to go there all the time. It was fun. It's yeah. a fun store. Yeah, that is very sad. All these stores. Uh, I saw a thread of on Twitter. It was uh, it what's a like a nostalgic store for you or whatever. And like I saw KB toys a lot. I saw uh, Toys R Us, obviously, um, just Blockbuster, and I'm just like, God, I remember being eight and going to Blockbuster and getting my game on Fridays. Yeah. I wish that somebody would adopt Toys R Us's, uh, <laughs> the way they sold games, because it was genius. There was a little flap that had the game box, you know, and you'd flip it up and oh, they, they didn't do the thing GameStop does where they gut a copy and put it right. on the floor. They yeah, just yeah, had yeah. the little paper slip you grabbed. Yeah. And then you just you know, walk every up. time I had to gut games and fill the shelf at GameStop, I'm like, why are we doing this? Toys R Us yeah. already figured this out. Yeah, that's not good. Hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, let's just jump into this news story here. Uh, again, it, 
this is the only news we're going to be covering here um just because i think this is a pretty big deal yeah and, and also covers it. <laughs> right and also i wanted to devote a lot of time to game of the year stuff so um let's see i've got a story here this is from the verge nick stat cd project red promises cyberpunk 2077 refunds <laughs> quote out of our own pocket if necessary end quote okay so let's give a little bit of backstory on this because this is sort of a mess um okay so obviously the launch of this game has been a disaster especially on consoles uh, the performance uh frame rate everything has just been terrible um and to the point where people were requesting refunds and and then cd project red actually put out a statement basically saying something to the effect of uh you know you can contact this uh, contact us via email and we'll get you your refund or if you bought a digital copy get a hold of your digital storefront of choice whether that be xbox or uh playstation well you know following that of course there were a ton of requests and they were getting bombarded and playstation was like no we don't do refunds i don't know why you guys said this <laughs> and like and so there wasn't like this discussion between them they just cd project red just said yeah. that if you're upset just go to the store and yell and then they'll take care of it and playstation's like hey man wait a minute yeah exactly and like and and i think there's a conversation to be had about the refund system on xbox has a refund system just to shed some light on there since uh, you know i know that i'm like the xbox person or whatever yeah. Uh, they uh they do refund system but it may not work well in this situation and i say that because theirs is like steams where if you've played right. it for less than two hours so like but, you might be like oh the game might get better and then you get a few oh, hours in you know what i mean so you might people might not have you know taken it up before it was too late exactly uh, but, you can, but you can now get a uh, a refund on microsoft as well as playstation now. yeah so that's what that's what that's what i was gonna say so uh after being bombarded and i'm, I'm i just feel so badly for these customer service reps who are just you oh, know God. who are told to hey you gotta not give them the refund because that's our Push policy back four times or whatever yeah like yeah. i can only imagine and, and so fight and i guess after fighting with that uh, eventually sony came out this was a few days ago sony came out and said okay we'll do refunds on on all digital copies and we're pulling Cyberpunk from the store. You can't buy Cyberpunk on PlayStation right now. It is, maybe by the time this episode goes up, it'll be back up. But um, it said, until further notice, it is delisted. Then the next day, Microsoft came out and said, uh, we'll, we're, uh, we're also doing refunds. They aren't pulling the game from their storefront. However, there is a warning <laughs> when you buy when you go to buy the game there's a warning it says you know this game might not perform very well i've never heard of that that's crazy so then okay so that's all the backstory so then fast forward to this story here uh over at the verge and yeah then cyberpunk uh or the cd project red um put out this statement here and i'll read some of this here um it says quote um we've just started reaching out to people who sent us a message with confirmation of receipt uh, we'll send these emails out in waves, so don't worry if you don't receive an answer immediately. At the same time, uh, we'd like you to know that our intention is for every owner of a physical copy or digital copy bought at retail who has valid proof of purchase and sends us an email at blah 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 within the uh, the time window to receive a refund. We will do this out of our own pocket if necessary. Yeah. Ah, oh, God. What? <laughs> Just. I honestly have never seen anything like this. Like, 
I've been I've been you know pretty ingrained in the in in the video game industry for a while, and I've been covering it for about you know two years now. I've never seen anything like this. This is absolutely insane. Josh, looks like you got a lot on your mind. Yeah, I just think it's funny because 100 episodes ago almost, we were talking about how bad Fault 76's launch was, and really it was not nearly this bad. Like, Oh, no, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, we, I thought that was kind of... I thought that and No Man's Sky were probably the worst launches I would right. you know, <clears throat> see for the foreseeable you know, future. I mean, and those were both handled a lot better than this i just i really wish they would have delayed the game on console i really do yeah. Yeah. um i've got friends who are playing on pc and they're not really having that many problems and that's just because it, you know it it it, it just you know that a lot of the the glitches and stuff aren't aren't, aren't as egregious on pc right. so i could see them still releasing it in pc and stadia and all that but like they really should have delayed this on console i i think the holiday season and the install base of consoles you know and the pre-orders and all that i think it was just too tempting for them to resist yeah, that's a but great they, point. They, sh- they should have because you can't really, you can't really turn this around. I mean, now they've got to <clears> do a whole bunch of work to try to turn around. But I'm saying they're never going to be able to get rid of this. Yeah, like this, I, I this, they're they're squandering all the goodwill they got during the Witcher three days. It it's nuts with this too because like, the, God, there's so many factors that that go into this. The one thing I keep thinking about too is the developers right now so first and foremost i just want to say like I, pretty much everybody who listens to the show i don't think they would do this but i just want to throw this out there don't send bad messages to the developers don't send hate mail don't send death threats obviously you know because this isn't the developer problem at all uh, like of course the developers knew this game was in bad shape they obviously. were working on it like yeah they were like wow obviously, this is coming out soon <laughs> yeah, obvious. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, they knew, but but management, and, and honestly, it's probably even uh, uh, above management. This is like you know, uh, publisher end, like high end stuff. They, yeah, like you said, Josh, they wanted this game out, and now you know the developers are suffering for this, but also the founders are, are suffering as well. They lost like something like a billion dollars based on the you know more the, than that. Yeah, more exactly. Yeah, uh, because the the share you know the shares went down so low for cd project so this is that absolute mess chris anything you wanted to add on this uh yeah i I just feel bad for the developers as well just because they've been through crunch and now they're getting (laughs) shit you know like that's a double whammy and they're Uh, crunching now to try to fix it mm -hmm. yeah exactly so put yourself into their shoes and empathize for the love of god you know yeah <laughs> but um yeah but yeah it's just it's absolutely shocking the quality of the game right now um and this should never have been released and i hope other publishers learn from this mistake i, I honestly feel like this situation is cd project red getting too big too quick and, right uh them trying to appeal to stockholders with a game that's taken like years and years to develop they mm-hmm. probably were pressured to release this too early, and now they're regretting it. You know. Yeah. So, also, absolutely. crunch doesn't create good work. Like I know that's been said no. before, but like Red Dead Two and and The Last of Us Part Two, those games are made out of crunch, and I don't support crunch or anything. I'm bringing those games up not to support it, but to say that's an anomal- anomaly. Usually, crunch, you know, it's it's bad work piling on top of each other because you don't do your best work when you're exhausted and tired and you know yeah, like that's yeah. that. So like it's it's. 
I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the reasons the game's got all these problems because I, I saw this I saw a thread the other day where someone was talking about, you know, imagine writing code when you're feeling like this and you're tired yeah. and you're working sixteen hours a day. Like that translates to the entire project. So you know, that's maybe if they point. wouldn't have crunched and if, you know, had bad working conditions, it would have been better. The other uh, thing I want to briefly mention, I know we don't have a lot of time to spend on this, but I just wanted to uh, bring up the other fallout that's happened from this too, which is um, people like Liana Rupper and other journalists yeah. that are discussing this issue yeah. are getting hate from people too. And that's, that's, that's also just horrible. Un- I, I unacceptable. Just yeah. be, be nice to people. Yeah. Be kind, be loving, have empathy. Don't, don't I know people are upset about people. their game, but it's a game. Yeah. You know, and actually, um, on that note, before we move on, I wrote up a, a, a piece about this, and it was basically um, the the troubled launch of this game is hurting more than just the consumer and the developer slash publisher. It's hurting the customer service reps, at the, who at the time when I wrote that were obviously getting shit. Um, it's hurting, you know, critics, of course. And and it, it's it's one of those situations where this, like, sort of spreads to to a bunch of different uh, areas um it's hurting small businesses uh small businesses ordered a lot of copies of this game because of the hype and now they're sitting oh, yeah. on copies that they can't sell the the one of the co-owners of pink gorilla a very a famous <laughs> store in seattle uh said that like it, it's so it this isn't just a bad game and people don't like it it's like kind of it's like a big deal and know? i i will say this as well um i think uh because of games like this people start losing trust in the gaming industry and they'll say oh i might as well spend this money more towards i know netflix or movies or books or uh, another medium right uh it could be yeah i don't want to see another uh failing of the gaming industry because these publishers are rushing out their games and putting in microtransactions up the wazoo you know um so yeah it's a little troubling to see um but it's incredibly tragic to me with this game because underneath it there's such a good game underneath like, it's such a good game it's a great story the gameplay is actually improved as i'm playing it and like the bugs are such a big issue um that it's bringing like a a, a 90 95 game down to like a 70 or 60 to me you know mm-hmm. Yeah, people like just... to like to dunk on Bethesda and Rockstar games for bugs they have, but these these bugs look a lot worse than Bethesda and Rockstar bugs to me. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Um, one other quick thing I just wanted to say is I think it's pretty crazy that like 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 how think quickly things can change. Like look at Activision; mm-hmm. they've actually gotten a lot of goodwill back. Yeah, because of Tony Hawk, Spyro, and Crash, and you Call know Duty. Pla- places they could have cut corners, but they didn't. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, I don't know, if you would have told me five years ago that people would be praising Activision and upset with CD Projekt Red, I'd be like, no way. Yeah. It's crazy. I think people are still upset with Activision, though, to, to yeah, be fair. You know, they, the whole they are, Hong but, Kong but, issue. Oh, I think that, yeah. yeah, that. But but they've yeah. done better. I mean, I think this year was a great year for Activision. They had a lot of great releases. So, yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm curious to see when uh, Cyberpunk comes back to the PlayStation Store. It's just, games don't get delisted very often. No. And yeah. n- certainly not to this scale, right? Like a game this you big. You can buy so. that Black Tiger game on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to <laughs> remind people, too, if you're on the fence and you're not having a good time, 
get get a refund. Grab a couple games on sale. The holiday yeah. sales are happening right now, and then you yeah, get Cyberpunk uh, later when it's working. The gamer yeah. covered this earlier this week. You can actually get Deus Ex for like five bucks. Hell yeah! You know? Deus Ex like... is the best the best Cyberpunk game you can play right now. <laughs> so and yeah, Observer is a good alternative as well. Cool. I'll bring it later. Cool. Um, all right, let's move on from all that horrible bad stuff and let's talk about some fun stuff let's talk about good stuff um this is gonna be our game of the year coverage we'll save game of the year for last of course for the anticipation and we'll just sort of go through here uh basically what we'll do is we'll do runner-up and then we'll do uh, the winner, obviously. And then we'll discuss, you know, uh, if, if it comes up. Um, I, I'm just going to tell you right now, there's one game that just kind of got a, it's kind of swept a, a lot of the categories here, which you probably yeah. already know what that's going to be, but that's okay. Um, all right, so we'll do best storytelling. Best storytelling. Runner-up was Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I think that's fair. I think that game has a really great story, of course. That's, it, it's, it's one thing that, like, Obviously, playing a Spider-Man game, the, the hook is to be Spider-Man and, and, you know, run around and stuff. But I was, like, looking forward to the story moments just as much as the combat and the swinging and all that. So yeah. that's sort and of And that doesn't always show. happen in a sandbox game, you know? So that's really right. impressive. That's really yeah, impressive. For sure. And Josh, I'm excited for you to play that game. I know you don't have, your, you don't have a, a PlayStation right now, but when you do, that's one of the first ones you should play, especially since you can beat it pretty quickly. I'm, I'm going to run through the, the Spider-Man, the remaster, and, and oh, Miles yeah. Morales for next year for sure. Like, those mm-hmm. are two mm-hmm. priorities I'm going to make sure I play. Uh, I yeah. guess we should mention this as well. Like, we've played as many games as we, as we could, so it's right. not like a comprehensive list, but this is our personal yeah. uh, games. we got a pretty good would love balance, too. There's three of us. You know, I yeah. think between the three of us, we, we, we play a lot. But yeah, that's a good point. Like, we can't play everything. Yeah, and I loved Miles Morales just because of its um storytelling like the 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 uh conversations between characters felt supernatural um and i i just absolutely loved the miles morales character i think it's uh super charming and uh a great christmas story that i'll probably be playing every year hell yeah hell yeah that's a that's a christmas game right there that's a christmas game um all right winner of best storytelling is the last of us part two i don't think yes I don't think you can really dispute that, honestly. Like, that was my pick. That was Josh's pick. Um, yeah, I that game, regardless of if you like the twist or whatever you want to call it, the switcheroo, that the game twist. is... The twist, yeah. That game is special, man. I don't know. <laughs> Josh, I know that was your favorite game uh, of this year. What do you think? What do you think on the story? I just think it did a lot of really, really good stuff with storytelling that hasn't been done before. So I think even if people don't like it, you can't deny that what they did was different and right. and just just big, you know? Like, right. And I think it's also a good example of how far we've come with technology. You couldn't have done that story in the PS1 or PS2, you know? Like, you just right. couldn't have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I don't know. I love seeing, I love seeing characters and stories that are morally ambiguous or kind of in the middle, uh, ethically yeah. and morally, because I think you can tell really interesting stories that way, and I'm I'm here for that. Like we're always gonna have good versus evil. This is good guy. This is bad guy. Whatever stuff. Like we're always gonna have that too. But mm-hmm. like I, I'm here for this like the the Breaking Bad kind of stories out there that we can yeah. do on. You know we can we, video games gonna have that now. That's so cool. 
it was yeah. so cool how the lines were blurred with this one. Like, people are on Ellie's side and some people are on Abby's side, you know? Uh, but we, the, the cool thing is that we saw both sides of the, of the uh, table, you know? Yeah. So, I, I, it's, um, it's, it was a well-told story, excellent voice acting, um, and overall, <laughs> like, you really felt for Abby, and I think that's why that game worked. Right. And I want to say, I think I speak for all of us when I say this, that we're all Abby stands, right? Are we all Abby stands? Yes. Is Active yes. Quest an Abby stand show or no? I don't know. Josh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ellie's like still like one of my favorite like characters. She's great. But I really liked Abby. Like I, for, for me, I liked them both like equally. They were kind of a, yeah. a package like, deal for me. But yeah, oh. bo- both very good characters. And mm. I love how it covered certain topics within society as well. Like the treatment of trans people. Um, yeah, and I, I thought that was really well done with Lev and how Lev and Abby kind of interact with, e- with each other. I, I thought that felt supernatural and definitely gave flashbacks to like Ellie and Joel during right. their journey. For sure. Also, really quick, that workbench part was so fucking cool. I love when games <laughs> tell you like they they like when they mess with your expectations. They tell you they they like lead you to expect like oh this is. This is uh, something, you, you know, like they just kind of get you comfortable and then they, they you know, they, they change that. The part where you go to you go to work on a workbench and then someone grabs you. Remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 I love yeah. when games do stuff like that. It's great. Poor PS Vita woman. Poor PS Vita woman. Um, poor PS Vita. <laughs> um, so that's best storytelling. <laughs> um, yeah, great year for stories. Um, I'll just shout out some some quick games here. Uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima was up there. Final Fantasy yes. obviously was up there. Yakuza was up there. So yeah, it was a great year for story. Um, Shout out to the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, Marvel's Avengers. That had a pretty good, good story. Yeah. Um, okay, best multiplayer slash ongoing title. Runner up was Fortnite. And okay, Chris, can you explain how you did this? Because I don't want because Josh voted for Fortnite, and I think they were tied in the end. How how did we come up with that Fortnite was the runner right. up? Uh, so pretty much, uh, the, the once if they're tied. We go with the one that's like the highest ranked among the all three of us, right? So I both see, yeah. Joseph and mm. both Joseph and I uh, called the winner number one, right? And then Fortnite was like mixed between us, also like yeah, a few of us called it second place, and then one of us yeah. called it first place. Oh right? yeah, so you, got, you guys said for your number one. Whoa! Then... <laughs> spoilers! spoilers. Come on with the spoilers, there, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Cause we're doing, we're doing, run- <laughs> we're doing runner up. In <laughs> I'll, right. I'll, I'll bleep that out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So runner up Fortnite. Fortnite's awesome. Uh, it had this year, I think is probably it, Fortnite's best year, honestly, with yeah. the, the Marvel stuff and like, like all the concerts, the in-game concerts and the, the, um, uh, new Mandalorian stuff that just came out, the Star Wars stuff. It's just been a really great year for Fortnite. The quests. And, yeah. The quests are really cool. The bounties. Uh, Josh, Fortnite was your uh, best ongoing game of the year. What did you think of Fortnite this year? Yeah, that's what I was talking about a second. I mean, Chris, you can bleep it, but that's what I was talking about. I was talking about our ongoing. Stuff. No, I know you just spoiled oh, what okay. the game. You spoiled what the game of the oh, year. Oh, my bad, my bad. I got you. <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah. Okay. Uh, I almost um, had Animal Crossing and Warzone higher. The reason that Fortnite was my number one in this category was because of just the the amount of stuff that they did, like. We had the uh, the, uh, the the Marvel season. We had right. the um, 
We had the, uh, uh, the, the current one with the bounty hunters. And just, I don't know, I think Fortnite has really interesting stuff with, um, with like, the world changing and, you know, all that stuff. So that's why yeah. it ultimately was, uh, was my number one. But I think this is actually getting to be a lot more of a competitive category, and I like to see that because it's... These are all games that basically couldn't have existed the way that we they exist now in previous generations, really. I mean, yeah, you know, like ongoing games like people complain about that. But I think that's so cool that games can get better and better. Like, that's right, yeah. that's so cool. And like, and I think ver- what Fortnite gets right that Overwatch doesn't is that it consistently changes up the formula in a way yeah. with its maps and cons- constantly surprises their their player base. Yeah. Well, like the other day I booted up and like fucking Santa Claus is on top of the battle <laughs> bus. There's snow everywhere. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like fucking Santa I Claus. I love it, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, it's good. Ho, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> Having said all of that, uh, the winner of best multiplayer slash ongoing title is Call of Duty Warzone. And all right. So here's the deal with this game. I, I think this game plays like the the moment to moment gameplay is better than Fortnite. That that's my opinion. That's how I feel. But I will say that yes, Fortnite's events and the whole meta is leaps and bounds like the best in the industry. You can't really talk But they've that. been doing it longer too. I mean, yeah, it's, exactly. it's it's insane how Activision went from not having a battle royale to being where they right. are now in like 2 years. Yeah. Cuz they got but, it on Black Ops 4, but that was 2018. Yeah. So But but yeah, let's talk about Warzone just just for a little bit here. This is one of those games that it, it's so, there, there's, okay, so for, first of all, it's just so complicated, but, and I mean that in a good way, in that you have to be, like, really, like, ingrained into this, uh, this platform, basically, and know the ins and outs of the map, know the ins and outs of the guns, know the ins and outs of the little mechanics, and it's so satisfying when you get that right, because it is very complicated. Um, and on top of that, it's just, like, the, 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 the like, little moments that happen each game are are just like unforgettable i think it's it's so cool like taking down a helicopter and you jump out and you're 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 skydiving and you get sniped and out of out of the air or whatever the case might be there's just the those like uh top play moments or whatever that that you see people clipping online or whatever they're just so cool like i love that one that i shared it wasn't like very impressive but it was just like one of those cool moments where the helicopter thing yeah the helicopter yeah thing. that was so, so cool so like i knew there was a, a a most wanted and i saw a helicopter parked outside well you put two and two together you know that motherfucker's gonna get in that helicopter through the c4 on the helicopter sat and waited waited and then sure enough there he runs he jumps in the <laughs> helicopter <laughs> it's just like you knew it was gonna happen like so that's what i think makes this game so special those moments like oh man did you see that awesome play like that's what i love uh chris you and i have had a great time playing warzone this year any oh, yeah. thoughts any thoughts on warzone uh yeah i i absolutely love warzone just because of how it feels you know like yeah. it's just the best feeling uh battle royale in my opinion like the guns feel awesome exactly yeah and then the sound design of call of duty works so well in the battle royale because you have to have that awareness right so right. You know, you're at an advantage if you have a good headset, but it's it sounds amazing, and I just I just love the competitive nature of it and how how uh, desperate it can get, uh, especially <laughs> yeah. when we're playing Joseph. Oh my God, yeah, Josh. I'm hoping they change the uh, file size. I actually uninstalled it like a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago because I was just sick. I have the room. I just got sick of every other day being like, "Hey, 20 gig update." I'm like, "For for what? Like, <laughs> stop." Yeah. 
Um, it was just getting excessive. So I, I, I hope that they that's something that they prioritize, you know, in the next year or so because... Compression, yeah. Yeah, it's just, the game is too fucking big. Like, Fortnite yep. is like... 30 tiny. gigs or something. Yeah, yeah, like, and then, what what is Warzone now? Like, 200 gigs? I mean, 200, Jesus. yeah. 200 gigs. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, shout out to Apex Legends. It's not on any of our lists, but I just want to throw this out there. They've said in the past that the reason they don't update as frequently as Fortnite is they don't crunch. Hell like, yeah. That's really admirable. I wish that they yeah. enjoyed more success because the game's fun. I played it. It's good. It's just, you know, you only have so much time. I'll play, I'll play, play it when everything. it comes to Switch. When it comes to Switch. Oh, man. Is that coming to Switch? Yeah, it's yep. coming to Switch. Oh, sweet. That's cool. Yeah. If cross play. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And don't have to worry about a game with no platinum trophy on my list. Oh, God. Because <laughs> that's the most important thing about video games, everybody, is, is the platinum trophy. Okay. Oh, and shout out to Master Chief being in Fortnite because it's the coolest and, thing ever. And Kratos. And I, I hope him. we and I hope we get Mario or somebody. What did you guys say? Samus? That'd be cool. I, I hope it's Samus. I think you're right though. You're you're right. It's gonna be like fucking Luigi or something. Yeah, something weird. You think um, Snake could be the next one? Snake? Like yeah. salt like Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. Oh god, I don't know. Maybe. What if it's I a could, what if it's a me costume too? What if it's a me costume? Oh fuck. That'd be even better. It's a me uh, costume of Gino. No. God, no, <laughs> God. Alright, let's move on to what do we got? Oh, best indie game. Best indie game. Runner up is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Um, so this is a game that I think is kind of in the same vein as Warzone, not obviously in the gameplay, but in sort of the stories you tell when you, when you play. Like, you know, oh, did you see that crazy win I got? Or, you know, it's like a fun game to watch as much as it is to play. And I've got to say, I, I think the, the sort of social media and community manager, that sort of thing, uh, the, their social media presence, I guess, is just fantastic. It's one of the... It's really accessible, too. Like, you don't have to learn a bunch to jump into this game. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, like, you could, you could, you could learn the mechanics and be playing and, and, you know, start working and getting good at it quickly, mm -hmm. a lot quicker than, like, trying to, um, you know, figure out all the mechanics. Like, I could hand this to my parents. If I hand them a controller and tell them to play Warzone, they're going to be like, oh, my God, there's so many buttons. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. They're going to get stressed out. So I think that's probably one of the reasons it's been so successful. Also, they're doing... um private matches soon which is cool cool um so shout out to fall guys chris this was one of your top picks it wasn't your number one game but anything or i'm sorry not warzone did i say warzone i meant fall guys no you said you said this yeah you're good did i say whatever warzone's great fall guys is great chris <laughs> any thoughts on fall guys before we reveal yeah so the, the best indie game go ahead i i have to be honest i haven't played enough indie games that are like game for, well best indie kind of quality, you know? I've been playing, right. like, middle of the road kind of stuff. Uh, but Fall Guys was definitely up there for me, just because of how fun it is, how it was, like, breath of fresh air within the Battle Royale genre. Yeah. And um, it was something that, uh, I, I guess, like, Among Us, that really cheered people up uh, during a, a stressful year. Uh, sure. Because, like, it was, it was just for the delight. It was for the glee, you know, with these, like, little jelly beans just running around jumping. I love how they place. look. They're so freaking cute. Yeah. Yeah. They're real derpy looking. <laughs> but don't, don't look at their skeletons, though, because that will creep you out. Oh, um, my God. Oh, oh, I wish. <laughs> if we ever do a video show or whatever, we should. Oh, my God. Uh, there's like an, it's like an x ray of a, of a fall guy, and you can see its skeleton. Oh, yeah. I like it. Uh, right. 
Nice. Okay. Also, why isn't why hasn't there been a shy guy added to this game yet? Seriously, that'd be such oh, a that cool would be, skin. Yeah, that'd be that'd be perfect. Oh, but the skins that have been added are really cool. They did a Godzilla yeah. one. They're doing a Doom one. Yeah, really cool. Um, okay, so the winner of best indie game is Hades. surprising yeah. there not surprising but this game's awesome man so what i think this game really does right is that it sort of um i think fixes and you can take that however you want fixes <laughs> the uh, roguelike genre part of the problem w to some people with the roguelike genre is that when you die you have to restart and that's a big pain in the ass well in this game when you die you get so much of the narrative that unfolds for you and that's, I think, one of the big motivators, um, not just in a gameplay sense, but from a story perspective. Like, and, and what's really cool is, like, depending on what happened in the run you just had, wh whomever you talk to will, like, sort of reference things that just happened to you. Like, very specific things that I think are so cool from a design point of view. Like, whatever, like, if you died to the Hydra or whatever, they might say something like that. Like, uh, oh, yeah, you got your ass kicked by the Hydra again. Like, I don't know. I just think that's so cool. Um, plus the gameplay, I think, is absolutely well, phenomenal. Well, and then death isn't, uh, just, just the negative. You right. know, there's, there's, there's some, there's some stuff that comes along with it where it doesn't sting as much. That's, yeah. that's something I don't, I haven't seen a roguelite really do yet. I mean, maybe yeah. it's happened, I just haven't played that game, but I think it deserves praise for, for, even if someone doesn't think it's quote-unquote fixing the genre, it's doing something different for sure. And yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, and so I think that's, and that's why this game is so special. The, the voice acting is fantastic the art is fantastic uh chris this was one of your top games of the year uh for the indie mm. category what do you think uh yeah i like i love the characters like zagris i the writing's so funny um i'm very witty uh voice acting spectacular uh i i love the boon system within this game so like you can get different abilities from each god uh you know like zeus or Aphrodite uh, to boost your attacks, you know, um, which I, I think is great. Uh, yeah, but it's just, I think just the boon system makes like every run seem different, you know, which helps with that replayability. Uh, but yeah, I've heard the story goes in twists and turns that are really fascinating, and um, I'm looking forward to diving back into it again. Uh, I, I definitely think it's worthy of the best indie. And uh, it's definitely worthy of that Game of the Year nomination at the Game Awards as as well, I, I believe. I think it's really cool, too, that it won uh, our Best Indie category, and I didn't even vote for it. And I'm not, <laughs> I, did, I haven't played it yet. Like, I'm not putting the game down. It looks awesome. I just haven't gotten to it yet. But yeah. I just think it's like, that's how much you guys loved it. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even on one of our, our, our you know, votes. And um, I'm looking forward to playing it. It looks really fun. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, I also want to quickly say, uh, ever since, um, what's it called, Cadence of Hyrule came out, every single time a cool, quirky, different indie game comes out, I'm like, ooh, I want a Zelda take oh, on Zelda this. Like, I want, I want a Zelda Hades. Like, that'd be so cool. Oh, that would oh, be, be awesome. So <laughs> Especially because there's different timelines and shit, you know, with Link. Like, they could do some really cool stuff. With oh, them. and you like... Know, you know what uh, would really fit, actually? It would be Kid Icarus would be really good with that. Community. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd man. be cool. So... 
Yeah, it's been an interesting year uh, for indies. Uh, shout out to uh, Mortal Shell. Uh, yeah. That, that game was awesome. I forgot uh, that was an indie game, yeah. Yeah, it is. You can check um, out a review for that. Yeah, we did a review episode. Um, Wildfire is absolutely just... That was my pick for best indie of the year, Wildfire. Absolutely fantastic game. It's this like 2D uh, platformer stealth game, kind of, almost. It's really kind of... i this down. I haven't heard of that. It is absolutely just phenomenal. Like, the, the, the uh, elemental system, I think, is really cool, and it's so funny. It's, yeah, Wildfire is awesome. Um, Chris, you, you really enjoyed Telling Lies as well. That was another yes. good one of the year. So, yeah, great year. A cool year. FMV game, yeah. Great year for indies. Um, it's also been a great year for just video game, just art. Like, the art in video games it, it was fantastic this year. Uh, so let's cover Best Art Design. Um, Runner-up was The Last of Us Part 2. Very beautiful-looking game. Um, man, those character animations, I feel like, are really I'm glad cool. you brought that up. I almost didn't have that as my top game for, for, for my personal pick for best art design was that. I almost didn't put that for my top game. But then I was like, you know, I think a lot of the stuff hit as hard as it did because of how well the character animation was done. You know what I mean? Like, so that... Just, yeah. yeah, really well done. So, so like, there's a difference between good voice acting, which obviously is important, and and combined with the animation. And I think you ha- when you have both of those together and it's like nailed, it just sells it so much more, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that's part of why this game is so special. This game is special for a lot of reasons, but that's one of the things. And yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's one of the best looking games I've played. Uh, just the realism in the in the facial expressions and all that. I just think Naughty Dog is top notch in that category. And then the environments as well are very detailed. Uh, there's a lot of cool things that you can notice in the posters or right uh, within the world itself. Uh, I, I one of my favorite parts was exploring Seattle. Yeah, you know, uh, with Dina. absolutely. And part of the environmental art design was like it was superb. You know. Yeah, like and the... oh, go ahead. Um, oh no, never mind, never mind. That's embarrassing. I got games mixed up. I was like, and get to play Crash Bandicoot, but that was Uncharted Four. Well, but but that's just a, <laughs> but that's just a testament to. Ha- but that, okay, but the, we could bring that up. Naughty Dog is just they're so awesome that they you know they can add something like that in one of their games, right? And yeah, I think Naughty Dog is you know still they're one of the best in the business. Um, yeah, The Last of Us is great. Um, I, Chris, I'm with you. I love those environments. I love the grass all up on the buildings and all yeah. that. Um, and Josh, shout out to that, un- that Uncharted 4 Crash Bandicoot segment. That part was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but the winner of Best Art Design goes to Hades again. Um, really crazy that, you know, that this indie game sort of blew up the way it did. And I think a lot of it has to do with, it, with its art style. Chris, how would you describe its art style? It's not... It's not like it's it, painterly look. It has yeah. like a watercolor look. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It looks and like that it's isometric camera angle is delightful. Love it, it is. It's and it it looks like it's something that was like hand drawn. You know, um, right, right. And, and like all the, re- ca- the enemy designs look awesome. I love all the characters like with their mm-hmm. own unique costumes that kind of make sense with the the vibe they're going for. Yeah, uh, the environment is amazing. Like I remember seeing like the vista of all these different like areas of the game, and it looked absolutely stunning as you saw it in action. You know, so there's a 
that are good things to come yeah. from Hades. And... It's it's almost like comic book like in a way, and in, in the way it looks, yeah. Om- almost where you where the the characters have these really thick lines, like these thick outlines, and then they've got sort of big uh uh like plain colors on top of one another to like show shade and shadow and stuff. Uh, I went to art school, so <laughs> I have like that sort of thing in my brain of like looking at how things are painted or drawn or whatever. Um, and yeah, absolutely gorgeous game, and I think one of the reasons why this game was so popular here. So shout out to Hades, shout out to Super Giant Games for their work on. This. Um, all right, let's move on. Mandatory is... vacations too, and Man- no crunch. That's mandatory. Really cool. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, all right, this is an important category because. This game's or this year has been dog shit. I don't have to tell you that. Um, <laughs> and this category is uplifting game of the year. Uplifting game of the year. Do you mind if I provide an explanation to people just so they know what we're getting at? Exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us. So I wrote this. So a game that shows excellence in creativity and brings an insurmountable amount of charm through its humor, storyline, fun gameplay, nostalgia, or vibrant art. It should be a game that brings a smile to many. Yeah, exactly. So, like, for example, The Last of Us Part 2 isn't going to be nah. on this. <laughs> it's not, not going to be on this, uh, on this list. And, and, and yeah. that's, that's arguable, I guess. Whatever. You can smile for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, but that's, that game's kind of a downer. Versus something yeah. like, a, like an Animal Crossing, just for mm-hmm. example. Which actually was our runner-up. I didn't even see that when I said that. <laughs> okay, that worked out. Um, yeah, so runner-up, Animal Crossing. Yeah, I mean, this game is great in and of itself, but I think coming out when it did, which is like right when the pandemic was starting to get really bad, uh, it, 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 it sort of brought us all together. And I, and I remember like on Twitter and stuff, people were just like, well, Animal Crossing is the glue that's holding my life together right now. So, <laughs> you know, so that's a thing. It's just like that game is so happy and um, it's it's really it, it's interesting the way it sort of combines that with the sense of community, not just in the game itself, because you have your villagers, but like in real life, you're, the sense of community of like people, you know, trading items and saying, you know, come to my town. There's a whatever here that it just is, feels good to be there too. like the music, right. the colors, the just everything. It's such a Everyone's it's such happy. a warm game. Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of what we're getting at with this category. Um, yeah, I, I jo- feel like a lot of games like this kind of get the cold shoulder. Um, at yeah, game awards kind of like the considerations. So that's the reason why we included this category. So just to give those kind of games a shout out. Yeah, that's true. Because um, for whatever reason, a lot of these games tend to be less realistic, which is maybe why they're so happy and so uplifting. Because the realism is sort of what gets us down. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get too philosophical, but maybe there's something there. Um, the winner of uplifting game of the year is Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. And yeah, that game is one that surprised me. Um, I saw a Twitter thread going around. Forget who it was from, but what what was your biggest surprise of the year? I think Crash Bandicoot Four was my uh, top pick for that. Um, again, that's a game very happy very sort of silly and wacky but also very nostalgic um and but also modern because you know a lot really interesting stuff with colors too like thank you just it was a really pretty game yeah so and those animations uh, are so hilarious with crash oh my god yeah especially 
And then the storyline was so lighthearted and it had a lot of good jokes. Yeah. So Dingo Dial, man. He just wanted to run yeah. his restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It has a D rating. D for delightful. Oh, God. <laughs> um, delicious. I don't remember. Delicious. I don't know. Yeah. Josh, I know you were a big fan of Crash 4. What were your, what, what are some thoughts on Crash 4 this year? Um, I think it was everything that longtime fans wanted in a Crash game, and I think they did it in a way that hit well with people who either hadn't played Crash or maybe didn't like Crash as much as, you know, people like me that are, like, obsessed with Crash, you know? And I think that's why it was so good mm-hmm. and why it worked so well. Um, they, they, they knew what worked, and they knew what to leave behind, and they knew what to bring forward. I don't know. They just right. did a really, really good job at knowing um what what to do and what what's what to include what to exclude when making the game instead of just like let's make crash bandicoot warped again which is what they right. did for a long time uh back in the day when you know um, yeah. like you know wrath of cortex and all those games also shout out to final fantasy 7 remake that was actually my number one pick of this category even though i love crash and that's just because the game was just so much fun like i really really liked playing that game like it isn't my game of the year it can't i mean it's uh, it, it just it had too many issues, you know what I mean, for for me to consider it that. Right. But like it was fucking fun and it was just <laughs> it was a good time. Um it didn't take itself too seriously for you know with the cloud in the, right. uh, yeah. that's uh all market. Um Chris, any thoughts on Crash before we move on? Uh yeah, I, I just think Crash Bandicoot 4 is like one of my favorite games this year. Just because of the amount of charm it brought to people. Um, right and how surprising it was you know and uh, like you can't get any more nostalgic than a, a 3d platformer you know right and uh, yeah. i love that genre so yeah. spyro 4 it's spyro coming four. yeah oh please um, also uh shout out to tony hawks pro skater one and two for kind of a lot of the same reasons that we love crash mm-hmm. <laughs> very nostalgic fantastic music very silly um and that's okay. playroom as well i want to shout out to yeah that's a good one too um, okay, Chris, what do you think? And Josh, what do you think? Uh, should we do Game of the Year next or Listener's Choice Award next? Let's do, do Game of the Year and then Listeners. So, listeners, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Alright, Game of the Year. Here we go. Game of the Year runner-up. And this is kind of surprising. Uh, yeah, I think this is surprising. Runner-up, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I think it's very deserving of runner-up. Yeah. That's, not, that's not why I'm surprised. I just feel like, oh, it's yeah, th- here's what it is. Only two of us have played it. And, it, and and we loved it that much. That's awesome. Mm. Um, yeah. We've, I mean, we don't need to, to beat the, the, what's the phrase? Beat the dead horse or whatever. I don't know. It's kind of graphic. <laughs> I can't wait to play that. That game looks, it, it look. I, I know I'm going to have fun with it. It looks, it, lo- it just looks so great. The amount of intention, mm. the amount of uh, attention and care they put into it. I mean, shit, even on a graphical level, the textures are just yeah, absolutely and- stunning. And I love that as much as the, the main story and the main focus is very positive and uplifting, um, the, the sort of side stories are sort of what grabbed me uh, a lot. Like the cat thing that I, I told that cat story. And just these little things, like the little side quests where you go and you have to like listen to the environment to get the sound so you can do the, you know, make the, the song with the sounds from New York. Like just these little things here and there that, that add up to this, I think, fantastic game that's that's better than the first one for sure um Mm. yeah absolutely awesome chris any thoughts on spider-man uh yeah i haven't mentioned the combat yet i thought this had the best combat of the year to me 
It felt so fun, like racking up combos, jumping up here and there, using the shock powers. There's a lot of cool mm-hmm. things happening in Miles Morales as well with its story, and I think um, it delivered the, an excellent overall package. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the winner of Game of the Year, Active Quest's official Game of the Year of 2020 is... Last of Us Part Two. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> it's interesting because that wasn't. I didn't pick that as my uh, game of the year, but I have no qualms. You see any qualms? No. no qualms. No qualms with that because I do think that game is uh, deserving of game of the year. Um, Josh, I know you've been talking a lot about this game. Anything else you wanted to add that you haven't mentioned, just from a general perspective, um, in terms of game of the year? I forgot what developer said it. This is a couple years ago when I when when I saw this tweet because it was during the PlayStation experience where they showed off um gameplay uh trailer for The Last of Us Part 2. I think this is in like 2018 or 2017. I forgot. A couple years ago. But there was a developer that tweeted that when Naughty Dog shows off new gameplay, um developers People that work for all kinds of developers typically watch and take notes because they can see not only new things that are being done, but how things are being done. And they're they're taking different kinds of notes than maybe the player is because the player is like, oh, cool, you can do that in the game. Whereas you know, people that work at different developers are like, oh, wow, they, they did that. How did they do that? Let's try to figure this out. And I think that's the best thing I can say that I haven't said yet about um, this game is that Naughty Dog is constantly pushing technology and innovation and it's one of the reasons that sony's games as a whole are as good as they are because naughty dog's uh studio well maybe not now because of the pandemic but naughty dog's uh layout they're right next to sony's like uh, internal technology team and they share assets across all of sony's studios and that's one reason sony's games are so goddamn good it's because you've got all these developers Naughty Dog included, that are all making really good games and they're sharing notes. And it's why, like, you know, there's a lot of talk on PlayStation exclusives being, like, the best. That's it's why. It's because they've got incredible developers that are all working and, you know, working together. Maybe not uh, on the day-to-day stuff for their game, but, like, on the big-picture stuff. And then instead of having to solve all these different problems on their own, they're solving problems together. And I just think that Nintendo and Microsoft and and other major publishers should should look at what Sony's doing because whatever they're doing, it it's right. It's working. Yeah. Uh, especially there's lately. A reason PlayStation games aren't buggy and they're usually really good. I mean, you know, they just make good games. Yeah. And the one thing I, I want to say too, is like <laughs> when we were covering this game, when it, when it came out, um, I, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think this game is fun. And I think I, I think I said this uh, then as well, but, it no game has ever made me feel the way this game did, especially like at the end, which um, <clears throat> I won't spoil here. But just that that like last section of the game where yeah. th- where there's gameplay, you guys know what I'm talking about. That mm-hmm. section in particular, mm-hmm. I was just like, dude, Jesus, 
like that feeling was like fuck like god like it was just a lot of emotion there are a lot of moments yeah that like other games probably would have done a cutscene. right but naughty dog was like let's put the player in control here and that works well because then you're not you know, you're not just like, oh, that's crazy. You're doing that and going, oh, right. wow, that's exactly. crazy. Exactly, yeah. There's a difference between... Because if, you, if you're watching it, you're like, oh, God. But when you're, like, doing it, you're like, I don't want... You're like, ugh, I don't yeah. want to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you guys haven't this played this game... this is kind of the first time that Naughty Dog kind of landed the, the ending as well. I, I feel like a lot of criticisms go towards them for... Uh, mediocre kind of like final boss fight or whatever, especially in the Uncharted games. Oh yeah, but that's this that's one. Fair. Yeah. It felt massive in scale in terms of like, okay, we have no idea what's going to happen. Like it wasn't necessarily challenging, but it was dramatic. And, I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I've heard that criticism with Rockstar too, and like I don't like admitting it, but like yeah, like a lot of Naughty Dog's games and a lot of Rockstar's games, it's like they create everything you want and like, and then all of a sudden the last few hours you're like, what are you doing? Don't don't do yeah. this. Yeah. And and it's deserving as well because it 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 doesn't play play it safe. You know, it it goes for an ending that you can actually think about and uh, right. consider rather than. I don't think you, we like, would have gotten the Last of Us Part Two that we got if it weren't for Uncharted Four too. I think Uncharted Four. I think a lot of things that happened with that game were really critical to Naughty Dog, just kind of seeing. What works, what doesn't work. I think, I think, I think Uncharted Four was such an important game. Like, I can't praise that game enough. It's not perfect, but like, they just do it. I mean, if you compare what they did with Nathan Drake and that game compared to the first game, you know, like they just they they learned so much about what to do with characters and what they can do with characters. And um, can I can I can I spoil Uncharted Four a little bit? When did that come out? Sure. Twenty four, twenty sixteen. Yeah, I guess you can. A little bit, yeah. Okay, I mean, just just a little one. I, I really like that they lead you to believe uh, one thing with uh, with uh, Sam, uh, Nate's brother. And and you're thinking that you're helping him do one thing, and then, like, you know, turns out that, like, he lied. Like, that kind of stuff doesn't usually happen in games. You know, they don't right. usually... I don't know. They just... They, they did a lot of really cool shit in Uncharted 4, and I'm excited about what they're doing. And more importantly... I'm kind of excited to see what everybody else in the in the in the game industry does with their games after seeing Last of Us Part Two. Like, you know, g- games are really really unique. I think in a way, um, I think they 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 really grow together. I think I mean I think movies and music and books, sure, but like I feel like a lot of developers play other games, and I, right. I think that they they try to improve their games, and I think that's why games improve so much. Uh, on an exponential level with with each you know passing year yeah well said so that was our game of the year stuff we actually have one more category here uh this is the segment of the show where we are going to discuss uh things from our listeners so we'll start with uh the listeners choice award chris did you have anything you wanted to add it looks like uh, no oh, okay no, sorry it looked, it, now that we're on video we can uh, your mouth was open i'm like oh are you, <laughs> are you about to say anything <laughs> Okay, now listen. I'm just a little bit gutted about our game of the year pick, but you know that's fine. Oh no, I think it's fine. It's it. it see, here's the deal. Chris can have his own pick. Josh can have his own pick. <laughs> I have my own pick. But but Active Quest, it's all of us combined. That's why yeah, I think exactly. it's okay. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, um, I, I agree. It's game of the year worthy. Right. Um, okay, listeners' choice award. We 
we put out a uh, a poll on Twitter that everybody voted on. We had, I think, a surprising amount of votes for Sneak King and Gex, which those games didn't come <laughs> they weren't out this actually year. Actually, official votes. Those I, games I saw didn't the come out this no year. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> I really wish that Sneak King won. That would have been like, uh, fuck, I guess oh, no. uh, uh, I guess Sneak King is the game of the year for our listeners. All right. All right. Um, all right. <laughs> Runner-up, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. A lot of people in our sort of Twitter circle or internet circle, whatever you want to call it, really, really liked Animal Crossing a lot. Uh, people like um, Brendan uh, Grooms over at the uh, Pass the Controller or Lily is out of our, like, uh, all, all, all of our friends here, I think, really, really enjoyed this game. So, yeah, it's not surprising that that was a It's also, up. it's one of the few games where I see people, I mean, I know it's no secret that, like, people at Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo play each other's games. Like, obviously they do. But Animal Crossing is one of the few games where, like, the, the, like it's, it's more vocal. You know, like, yeah. you'll, you'll see, like, Neil Druckmann, like, shared fan art where, like, Ellie was interrogating, you know, the nooks <laughs> from, the and, nooks. like, he was like, oh, I love this art, and I love Animal Crossing. Like, yeah. I think it's one of the few games where, like, people that, you know, developers are really vocal about it. Like, everybody loves this game. Yeah. And then we had that legendary combo with, like, Doom Guy and uh, Isabel. That was, uh, oh, man. That was amazing up to the launch of that game. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, really fun. Um, but the winner, again, not, maybe not really surprising... The Last of Us Part 2 was our Listener's Choice Award as well. You guys love The Last of Us, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's well-deserved. Well-deserved. Curious to see what Naughty Dog does next. I really kind of hope they go in a different direction, like maybe space or I, one on of my the water things, or something. I don't know. I really want them to do a superhero game because yeah. of all those cards in The in, in Last oh, of Us Part 2. Oh, man, I, I that'd be so cool. I want to see what cool. they do with that. Yeah. Like, like a gritty kind of like superhero Game. Yeah, like, like we don't really see many of those. As much as I love The Last of Us in that universe and those characters and stuff, I think I'm good for now. Like maybe like yeah. 10, 15 years later we'll see it again. But but for now, yeah, I think Naughty Dog should do something different. I think that'd be cool. I really, really, really want a Chloe uh Uncharted game. That'd like, be cool. I, I know we got Lost Legacy, but like I want like, you know, uh My... a soft reboot where like it's just you know, the Uncharted games that already happened, happened, but, like, it's Chloe and Nadine's story. And I want uh, Sam to pop up, kind of like Chloe did with Nate. You know, I kind of want, I don't know, I want more Uncharted. Yeah, And I, I think it would be fun to revisit. There's rumors that uh, Sony San Diego is working on something. Oh, I think yeah. Uncharted might be it. Yeah, be I, could I, have, be. I have this hidden feeling. It's not unprecedented for another studio to do an Uncharted game. Um, you guys will recall, mm. Sony Bend did the Uncharted Golden Abyss game on the Vita, which you never played. Um, I'm not bitter about it, though. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It was all so, right. Yeah, uh, well, I thought it was kind of cool how it... Just like Days Gone, it's all right. Yeah. Anyway. Whoa, some hot takes. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's take a little break, and then when we come back, we'll get to some of our listeners' favorite moments of 2020, and then we'll talk about what we've been playing. So we will be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. Thank you for joining us here on this probably lengthy episode. Who knows how long we'll go here. But um, um, yeah, this is the part of the show where we get to your listener questions. Normally, this is listener questions, but we actually uh, threw, threw a question at you guys, and then you gave us answers. Normally, you ask us questions. Um, 
And remember, you can always reach us via Twitter at ActiveQuestShow, via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Or every Wednesday, we post our Twitter thread asking for questions and comments from our wonderful audience. Um, so uh, we put out a uh, post on Twitter just asking for everybody's favorite moments of 2020 or, you know, gaming moments. Um, and we're going to read through some of them here. Uh, the first one we have, this is from Jarrell. I think that's how you say that. Yeah. Jarrell's, one of Jarrell's favorite moments of the year was talking to uh, Wesley LeBlanc and who, I don't know who this other person is here. Uh, Brandon. Oh, okay. Brandon. Thank you. Um, about how much, <laughs> about how much I didn't like the story of the last of us part two and talking to Chris and, uh, Cam Hawkins, uh, about, uh, kingdom hearts and on the HP critical podcast. Chris, you were on that show, weren't you? And yeah. you guys had a pretty good discussion there. Yeah, it was a really long three-hour discussion about the history of Kingdom Hearts and why we love it. And oh. we were trying to explain to uh, uh, Jarrell about uh, why people should check out the series and why we're so invested in it. Uh, There's a tweet that I'll never forget. I think about it, like, several times every week. <laughs> and I saw, it, like, I saw it, like, a year ago. And I, I think about it all the time. Someone said that they have a very specific fetish, and it is wanting to explain what kingdom hearts is to walt disney <laughs> that is and i was like man that would be the best oh yeah bring him back bring him back from the dead just to explain that to him and then yeah he'd probably be like i think he'd be into it honestly i, I think he uh, would be i don't know i don't know so that's a cool moment um <laughs> that's a cool moment um let's move on uh connor ewing which, by the way, Connor, your music taste is just mwah, fantastic. Chef's kiss. Um, his Twitter uh, profile picture used to be him wearing a Dillinger Escape Plan shirt, which, if you guys haven't listened to that band, they're absolutely insane. Dillinger no. Escape Plan. I don't recommend listening to them, <laughs> Josh, because at least not to start with, but give them, you know, maybe give them a try. All right, here we go. Um, here's a few moments from Connor. Um, Ellie and Joel museum sequence. Won't, we won't spoil mm. what that is, but to those who have mm. played, yeah. to those who have played, yeah. we know what you're talking about. Um, the Ghost of Tsushima title card. Yes. Amazing. So there's, Amazing. There's, a mo- there's a moment, I guess, about an hour into the game after you've done, you know, the intro stuff and you're riding on the horse through the grass and the wind is blowing and it comes up Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, man. Gorgeous. Fantastic. Um, finally beating Theseus, Theseus. And the Minotaur in Hades, yeah, that was a tough battle. That's like one. That's like when the game like like starts to get really hard, um, for sure. Did you get Chris? Did you did you beat um Hades? I never, I never got. You got never got to, to beat be, that part. He, like I, yeah, I struggled. <laughs> yeah, this is I think the boss before the final boss. Um, yeah, yeah. there's been so many games that have released that I'm, I'm still trying to catch up with stuff. I know. Oh, and one more. Miles, Morale- Miles Morales classic suit crea- uh, creation montage. Yeah. So this, is, this is when Miles and what's his friend's name? The, the, oh, God. Yeah, it starts with a G. I don't know. Anyway, his friend. And, they, and they're making the, the suit. Yeah, that's awesome. The music is great. Yeah, great moment. Um, Wesley LeBlanc has a favorite memory. Well, one of my fave things was recording a show with the Active Quest crew a few months back. That's very sweet, Wesley. Oh, that's very, yeah, very thanks, sweet. Um, 
And if we're talking actual games, nothing beats hearing the prelude theme that plays on the game's main menu for Final Fantasy yes. VII Remake for the first time, Instant Chills. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, if you played that game back in the day and then you booted it up for the, the remake for the first time and saw that, yeah, I, I bet that, I bet a lot of people probably cried, honestly. Just that, like, what I is got that? chills. I didn't even play the original game. You know, it was just, it was just cool. It was just yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. Um, I liked cool. what uh, Brendan on Past the Controller said about Final Fantasy VII Remake. He said that it's his, uh, in game of the year talks that's like his drunk booty call like he wa- like that's the game he, he wants to pick it he can't but like it's it's good and yeah. like that's it's it's a really good game like if you haven't played that game yet please play that game and it's that so soundtrack good. is amazing oh my god yeah the soundtrack is fantastic um cool let's keep going here stason stason says um the fact that a spongebob game not only got an hd remake but the fact that it was built from the ground up and a beautiful game to look at, Battle for Bikini Bottom all day. Yeah, that's, day. yeah, that's, that's, I would not have guessed that we would ever see that game again. Uh, yeah, THQ, just being THQ. Um, did you guys play that game, the SpongeBob game? Yes, we did. We got review codes of that earlier. Oh, and, that's uh, right. We really enjoyed our time with it. I, I thought it was a beautiful kind of remake and it definitely felt true to. Uh, the original show, even though it didn't have the 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 voice actor of uh, Mr. Krabs for some reason. Oh man, that was that threw me off guard. I think I complained about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just sound, like he that voice is so iconic. He just sounded. Weird. I love all these good remakes we're getting. Like we used to get like kind of like ports. We didn't get like right. good remakes, and like now we're getting good remakes, and I love it. Where's my Josh. damn Ape Escape remake? Oh, Come on, you'll get it. Croc Legend of the Gobos. You'll get. Oh god. <laughs> oh, god. Oh god! All right, game. let's keep going here. Andrew McMahon says beating Hades for the first time is so satisfying. The build up to it is fantastic. Uh, you try all these different approaches, and some you think are perfect, uh, but sputter out because of one weakness. While other feels bad at the start, but is great with a buff. It's so damn fun. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I remember like like sometimes you get like a random thing at the beginning, or well, every time you get like a random power up, and. Yeah, sometimes you're like, Ugh, I don't know if this is really going to work out for this run. And then you end up getting to the end boss or whatever. I'm with so it. excited to play Hades. It sounds so fun. It's cool. Hades is one of those games that even if you don't like roguelikes, I still think you should try it out. Um, nine times out of ten, yeah. I would say, I would say if you don't like roguelikes, you won't like this roguelike game. But Hades is an exception. I think that's one you should definitely try. Uh, okay, a couple more here. Uh, uh, Brian Byerly says, uh, Ellie's birthday gift or sorry, birthday gift slash scene. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Won't spoil that there. And then the start screen for Final Fantasy VII Remake again. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a powerful game that is. Um, and then finally, it wouldn't be a question. <laughs> it wouldn't be a question segment without number one Turner and Hooch fan. Hooch. <laughs> um, Hooch says, uh, my favorite moment, moment in gaming this year is probably when Cyberpunk 2077 came out, and I got to see the funniest <laughs> montage of glitch clips in a game ever. I, yeah, that's unfortunate. The funny thing is, I, I showed my dad it today, and he was just laughing his ass off. And, was, <laughs> and at the same time, he was looking at the video with horror. He was like, is this really from uh, the same people who made Witcher 3? What? <laughs> what is yeah. going on? Yeah. Yeah. Even my mum was like, 
my god. <laughs> it's so yeah, you know what? It's funny. Um I've seen people like sharing their uh like message like text messages with their mom or dad or whatever and the parent is like, "Have you seen this Witcher or not Witcher, Jesus, this Cyberpunk <laughs> game?" And and it's like, dude, like even people who don't play video games have heard about this. So yeah, it's uh yeah. absolutely fascinating. And really uh great advertising, but not for good but, reasons. Yeah, not right. Um I, I yeah I, I again I don't want to I like I feel badly for the developers and and all that but but I will say the the glitch videos are fucking hysterical <laughs> like they really like <laughs> like the one I, the one I saw of the person like glitched into the car and the car was driving at an angle because there was a character model glitched into it like come on that's funny man that's funny I think the last time that I had this much fun like watching glitch videos was Andromeda coming out before. <laughs> Like, God. there were some glitches in there where I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure this YouTuber, like, broke the game on purpose. Nope, that's just what the game does here for some reason, you okay. know, like. Fair enough. Man. All right. So, thank you, everybody, for submitting your uh, comments there about uh, your favorite moments. Um, we really appreciate all of our listeners. It's, it's uh, tough doing a podcast, especially when you first start out and you get, like, five listens or whatever. <laughs> There's always one from, like, Africa. <laughs> You're like, what the hell's going on over here? But uh, yeah, no, seriously, it's been it's been great. We appreciate everybody who's written in. Um, but yeah, uh, hope hope we get some good stuff for next week's episode for our uh, best games of all time is what we're doing. Do, do you want to do you want to mention what we're doing for next week? Uh, you can yeah. Do you want to you can you can throw it out there? Sure. Yeah. So next week it will be our big one hundred one hundred episodes, and uh, what we want to ask you is like. Uh, we're gonna put up a Twitter thread, uh, and we're gonna mention like what are your favorite moments of Active Quest and what are your favorite games. Uh, okay, so yeah. we'll put that up um on the Twitter there, and uh, hopefully we'll get some responses. We're we're also opening the voice message um app as well, um, so you can leave your messages and we'll put them on the show. Yeah, and you don't have to do the voice messages either. It would just be no, cool no. to have them. You can do it. Would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to have them so we can actually put them into the show. But yeah, if you don't want to do that, you can just leave a, a message or, you know, like a, a text thing, a comment, DM, DM whatever. Text, yeah, and we'll like. read that. We'll read that as well. Um, okay, so let's end the show with what we've been playing. We haven't been playing a whole lot right now just because we've been, I guess, working and just been busy. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to talk about spy- Cyberpunk anymore. I'm just so done with that game. I'm... I- I'm I, I I'm not going me personally. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. So, so I don't know if you had any anything else you wanted to add on Cyberpunk, Chris. Did you have anything else? Yeah. Like after the first act ends, um, I I think it gets very interesting, especially with Johnny Silverhand and how he's integral to the plot with your character V. Um, mm-hmm. I won't mention anything else just to avoid spoilers, but it does go to places that are very intriguing. And I'm I'm loving the world building so far, um, so I, I, I the the gunplay I think is actually better than we mentioned earlier. I I got better weapons, I got better scopes and stuff like that, so I was able to explore that a bit more. Um, so I did enjoy the gunplay a bit more than I did last week. Uh, but yeah, mm. it's buggy as fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> Chris, um, I would not recommend. Do it. Do you know what other game is really really good, especially after the first act? Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Hell yeah. 
And it's Hell not yeah. buggy as fuck. Either. No, it isn't. Uh-huh. It very, very isn't. Hell yeah, Josh. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, I will say this. I know we've been dunking on this game, uh, Cyberpunk. I will go back to it at some point because I want to see what they what CD Projekt Red does with it because I do think there's a cool foundation there. I that's disagree a with you. Really great game underneath. I I disagree with you. I think the gunplay is absolute garbage. But 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 maybe you're right. Maybe it gets better. I don't. It I just feel good. And there's there's nothing bad in building katana either. Okay, that's like, true. <laughs> the yeah. katanas are really cool in the game. <laughs> that's a good point. Um. I do want to let me quickly shout out Warzone because they just put out this new update where they in, this is crazy they integrated Black Ops Cold War into Warzone and I the whole time leading up to it I just did not understand how that was gonna work and I think they did the best job they could given all the circumstances so the thing the main hangup I was having with this is that the weapons from Cold War are from the eighties right and so how does that like like continuity wise work in Warzone. And it it they don't try to do anything with that. It's just those weapons in the modern warfare engine. And I think that's the best thing they could have done with it. The problem with that, and I don't personally find this to be a problem, but I can see this being a problem, is that people who spent a lot of time with Black Ops Cold War will then jump into Warzone and probably be thrown off guard because it's a totally different engine and it feels totally differently because it's modern warfare right and so like i prefer that and i think a lot of people prefer that but you know black ops i'm sure uh has its massive audience that that you know they only play the black ops games or whatever the case might be and so that that difference in engine i feel like could trip people up and i just don't think there's a way to to fix that really but having said all that it's fantastic like the weapons that they've added from uh black ops are so cool and there's like 80 weapons to choose from now it's fucking it's absolutely wow. bonkers and then there's this new i have it pulled up here this rebirth island it's a new it's a new map for warzone and it's its own Sick. little it's its own little thing and so basically how it works the the game mode let me pull it up oh it's called Re, rebirth resurgence trios and how it works it's kind of like halo actually where as long as one person on your team is alive you'll continue to respawn like just like in Halo, like in the story oh, mode, okay. and so and so it's a smaller map, right? So I, th- I believe it's not a hundred, hundred and fifty people or whatever it is. But the the map gets smaller because of the gas, right? But as long as one teammate is alive, you can keep respawning, and so that sort of introduces this really hectic gameplay style where you're willing to take more risks because you know you'll respawn. It's really cool. Um, so I think that's awesome. And the, the regular Warzone map got a couple of changes as well. Um, uh, there's an, uh, at the airport, you know how there's that runway, Chris, at the airport? Well, yeah. there's, a, there's a huge hole in it now with a bunker oh. underneath and, like, all these goodies you can get. And all those weapons are also, the, the new Black Ops weapons are found all over the place in regular uh, Warzone Battle Royale as well awesome. as the, the Rebirth. So, really cool. Uh, it, it shouldn't work the way, like, it, you just wouldn't think that it would work integrating two different games, but I think it works as well as it possibly could. So, shout out to Warzone. Chris, talk to us about Observer System Redux. Yeah, so Observer System Redux is kind of like, it's kind of like a walking visual novel with investigation kind of like mechanics. 
So you're in like this cyberpunk kind of like futuristic world, um, like tw- 2080, something like that. And you're this detective who is investigating where his son went because he went missing after a mysterious call, right? So um, the father's just trying to figure out where he is. And for a series of events, uh, you go through these trippy kind of situations and um, there's um, a presence uh, around the building that you're exploring uh, that you're unaware of and you're trying to figure out more, right? So you're in the middle of an investigation now as a police um, officer, right? Or an investigator. And yeah, I I, I find this... Um, I think it's a remaster of a PS4 game. It is, yeah. Uh, this, but it's, it's I, enhanced. I, I, it looks beautiful. Like, it looks amazing. Um, I turned on ray tracing in the settings, and I think everyone should do that because, like, it, it looks stunning with the lighting um, in contrast with the kind of, like, the moody atmosphere. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I think it looks great. Um, and I love exploring all these different rooms, uh, just finding different all sorts of details, like opening drawers, um, <clears throat> opening doors. And I will say this: uh, the adaptive um, triggers are really good with this because, like, when you open, when you're trying to open like a locked door, it gives you that kind of like rumble that makes it feel like you can't oh. open it. And, oh, cool! Uh, I, I thought that was a really nice detail. Um, but it goes into some strange er uh, parts. So like what happens is, is like, uh, you have to go jack into like these people's brains to find out more about what happened to them. Like, because they're either close to death or dead, you know? Uh, so you go through, (laughs) (laughs) so you go through all these like trippy events, uh, and it's, is very strange there's a lot of evocative kind of like images in front of you um it's kind of like the end it's kind of like um call of duty black ops when you have like those trippy kind of scenes oh interesting um and i don't want to spoil too much but it gets fascinating um there's some really good implementation of puzzles within these scenes so it kind of switches up like the investigative kind of like gameplay with this right um, I will say one element of it though was <laughs> pretty annoying, and I had to look up a guide for this one actually. So there's like uh, this hallway that you have to go through, and uh, to prog- progress you have to go a certain way. And the problem with that is that it's very confusing as to where to go. Mm. because and it's hard to track like okay um what is it trying to point me towards because like how dark the game is so i had to look up a guide for exact instructions and it still was still pretty tough to go through like the actual guide itself said oh this is just a pain in the ass but (laughs) yeah here's here's our here's our best instructions on how to how to get through this part right so uh but I, i will say overall yeah, the the puzzles are great, and I'm 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 really liking this game so far. I'm about three hours in, and I will finish it. And I I, I think oh I, I, there is something else I want to mention as well. I I'm so you're in these this kind of building, and it's kind of on lockdown because there's like a uh, there's an outbreak going on. So you're going from uh, there's some doors that you can interact with that have uh, conversations. 
uh, and these conversations are really fun to do. There's like multiple options, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the the, the voice acting is excellent. But I, I will say this though, like this game is set in Poland, but there's Americans saying uh, yeah. those damn Americans, you know, like uh, so <laughs> the the voice acting doesn't feel up to snuff, uh, just because like they they're not the right accent. They, they should sound Eastern European. It is realistic, though. As an American, I also feel like Americans, <laughs> you know? so um, I can relate. Yeah, and <laughs> like you hear a New York accent in Poland, and it just doesn't sound right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did want to say as well, we did get a code for this. Yes, we did. Um, Sorry. Yeah. So thank you to the publisher for that. Yeah, this is a cool one. I want to try this out. I'll, I'll try it out on my break. I'm off this week. Um, oh, I, I, I definitely recommend it. I will jump into that. Chris, anything else before we throw it to Jaw? Uh, yeah, Full Guys Ultimate Knockout Winter Update. Uh, there's a lot of new games that have been included in the game, and one of my biggest gripes with Full Guys is how repetitive it is. So it's a nice breath of fresh air just to try out all these different kind of like modes. Uh, mm. So there's one that's like a ski hill where it's like super slippy, and then you have to jump through hoops uh, oh, to get cool. progress through the the level. So it's uh, really fun. And frenetic, and then there's one where there's like this big hill you have to climb, and there's like um, things that fling you forwards <laughs> or fling you backwards. Oh, um, okay. And you have to. Uh, the, everyone's on the same kind of level playing field, uh, as it's like there's like an outside rim, and then you have to go like in the in the, in the most rim to to succeed, right? So. Oh, okay. Um, I, I love how creative Mediatonic is with this game. And, like, for me, I don't play Fall Guys too much just because the games get repetitive for me. But when you are playing it and it is completely fresh to you, it, it's super fun. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this game looks, you know, a year, two, three years from now. Because I bet it's going to yeah. be, like, totally off the wall like just we won't expect what it what's gonna happen so and there's gonna be like a hundred games in there or something at that point right it's it's not gonna it's it's probably gonna be a better game for that you know i i just uh did a story where that they just put back in hexagon you know oh okay yeah yeah yeah. for a game so um yeah they can take things in take things out you know like they can they can do whatever they want with it and I, i think that's a really cool element cool uh, Josh, why don't you take us home here and talk about what you've been playing? I think it's interesting that Fall Guys is more successful than the Avengers. <laughs> God damn it. Like, I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh. But here we are. Um, <clears throat> so I'm playing um, Fortnite still. Uh, not really much to say other than it's, it's a great season. I love what they're doing right now. Like, now uh, they're doing a lot of uh, holiday-themed stuff, of course, and snowball fights and um um rewards for you know that are like uh this this uh season oh my god and i got this candy cane guy as a character (laughs) his name is mr dappermint he's got this big mustache he's a sentient candy cane yeah but he has human fingers yeah it's a little creepy a little an- yeah, anthropomorphic, a little anthropomorphic. Yeah, yeah. I, I threw know. money at that. I was like, you know what? I want I'm to in. spend my money on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was between him and his talking hot dog, the brat. Oh, he the brat! I would have gone with the brat. I definitely would have gone with the brat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Master Chief. 
is all I'm playing as anyway. Never heard of Master him. Chief, Never heard of him. Um, all right. Yeah, very good season, though. Really like what they're doing. Um, I'm also playing Grindstone. This is actually mostly what I've been playing. It's, like, consuming me. It's, like, all I'm doing. Uh, it came out on iOS, like, a year or two ago, I think. Yeah. I just, uh, it was, like, an Apple Arcade thing. And uh, I saw it on the Apple Store, and I thought, that looks neat. I'll play that eventually. And then they, like, drop released it in Switch. And holy shit, so good. So describe uh, describe a, what this game is. It's a... I'm going to read the description on Nintendo's website because I don't think I'd be able to sum this up in as few words as they do. Smash creeps to get huge combos and earn precious grindstones and Cappy's hit puzzle battler. Cash in your grindstones to craft new gear and overcome devious enemies, oh. obstacles, and boss encounters as you conquer grindstone mountains 200 plus levels and prove your prowess on the daily modes leaderboards. So you basically are chaining together um, different um, sets and different things can determine um, which ones you can hit. And you, you, you want to be careful where you end up on the board because you don't want to get damaged because you have limited health. It's, it's really, really freaking good. Like, I can't tell you how many hours I've played in it yet because Nintendo decides to just put you played this three days ago and they don't <laughs> tell me how much i played it but i probably put like honestly i started playing this on sorry what's time uh today's the 19th so i got this when it came out um on thursday yeah i think yeah the the, the little direct thing and i probably put like 15 hours into it honestly. holy like, moly it's so huh. good yeah if you like puzzle games at all i would definitely recommend it if you want to try it and you have um you know, an iPad or iPhone, Apple Arcade's five bucks a month, and this game's in there along with a bunch of other games. Uh, it's also twenty dollars on Switch, um, but it, it's it was on sale for fifteen when I got. It. I don't know if it's still on sale, but yeah, it's really really good. Like I figured I would like it, but I didn't know I'd like it this much. It's it's so good. Well, you've sold me on a copy. I think I'm gonna buy one uh, and check it out for. I think you'd like it. For, it's, it's not good. next week's episode. We won't. We, I don't think we'll talk about it on next week's episode. But the weekend or the week after that, yeah, I think I'll I'll have some coverage of that. Uh, cool, Chris. You should check it out too. It's 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 good. Like at least check out some videos of it. And see if it's your jam. Right. It looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> Chris doesn't. Crazy. Chris doesn't seem so like, hot on it. I'm just not a big puzzle guy. You know what I mean? Mm. Ah, oh, Chris. You don't like puzzlers. Don't like Red Dead. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um. All right. So that was uh, episode ninety nine. That was our game of the year episode. We want to thank everybody who submitted their um comments um so we could discuss on the show here. And thank you to all the developers who made these awesome games. Yeah. Um, For real though, like honestly, I don't know what i would have done this year if i didn't have oh god these experiences to be able to kind of just tune you know tune everything out and just kind of well yeah and get it's lost in it's not and it's not just that i mean that's a huge part as well but then there's the discussion part afterwards that mm -hmm. we have with all of our friends and stuff and i think that's really important as well so yeah this year has been hot ass garbage but it's been a fantastic year for video games so <laughs> at least there's some positives there um so yeah chris where can people find you when you're not on the show? Yeah, so you can find me at Penwell Writes on Twitter. 
But I do want to say this. I, I, I'm very thankful to the gamer, um, Game Grooves and uh, Tech Raptor uh, for uh, having me on their team and, uh, you know, writing stuff for them. You know, it's been so fun just to get out of retail and, you know, do something I love. So I really appreciate them and uh, I'm glad Hell to yeah. be putting up articles on there. Uh, but yeah, you can also check out Go Beyond my yeah. podcast each and every Wednesday with Vaughn Hyde. Uh, we talk about each and every episode and we'll probably talk about uh, the latest news uh, of My Hero Academia as well. There's a new trailer just released for the next season. And unfortunately, it might be coming to an end soon. Oh, my and God. And there's an anime app on Nintendo Switch now. Oh, there yeah, there two is. Streaming yes. Apps Funimation on the is on Switch. So you can Hell check yeah. out My Hero Academia there. Um, so, yeah, that, that's cool. me, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris, I'm very proud of you for all the work you've done this year. Um, you know, freelancing and, and all that and doing new shit. It's, it's hard. And being a reporter and a, and a journalist is very hard, especially, well, I mean, in any field, but with, in video games, I think it's, it's pretty tough as well. So you've been doing a fantastic job, and I wanted to say I'm very proud of you. And you've been kicking ass as well. Look at you, oh, the official God. PlayStation magazine. Oh, God. Josh, where can people f- where can people find you when you're not on Active Quest? You can find me on Twitter at it's Drick Josh, where I'm laughing about the New York Times saying that <laughs> reviewers get months to play games <laughs> no. before doing them. Days. That was Hours. the most ridiculous Minutes. thing I've ever seen. I was like, That's <laughs> holy big. shit! They just don't months. know what they're talking Thank about you. over there months <laughs> longest i've ever gotten to review games like a week and a half two weeks like yeah maybe they no, should start uh, a video game section so they uh, so they can finally understand then they could see uh. how crazy it is yeah <laughs> um uh you can also find me uh on game rant right about movies and tv i actually am working on an article right now where i am writing on a holiday themed horror to watch hell yeah so you don't have to watch christmas with the cranks for the ninth time you can watch <laughs> i i like that film actually i like watching i like watching tim allen try to eat the pineapple and it's falling out because <laughs> he got the he got the the liposuction or what was uh, what is it no not yeah, like, is that what it is uh, yeah, yeah. And he's like he's like trying to eat the fruit and it's like yeah where's frosty um, yeah and then you could also find me on uh, Parallax. I've got another article coming out soon. It keeps getting delayed by life stuff. <laughs> life happens, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. And then you could find me playing video games. Hell yeah. On video game oh. consoles. By the, the way, I do want to say Merry Christmas to everyone because I think this is the last episode that will air before uh, Christmas. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Have a, and have a good time. Shit, and stay yeah. Safe. Just realized it's December nineteenth today. Man, time is weird. Time is wild. And Hanukkah. Our last episode, you 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 did that. You were like, that comes out soon. That comes out in December. Oh shit, it's December right now. Okay, oh, that's, that's coming out soon. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, and Chris, to to bounce off of that, uh, ha- happy Hanukkah as well. Or, yeah, or sorry about whatever. That. Happy whatever holidays. Ho- holiday. Yeah, whatever. all the holidays and have a good New Year. And holy shit, let's hope next year's better. Cause what happened this year? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work uh, at Digital Trends. 
Uh, just started writing for a new site called Your Money Geek, where I'm basically just like running the gaming section. So that's <laughs> wow, damn, good job. That's a whole thing. Um, uh, oh, your Fortnite guides are good too. Oh. I use your Fortnite guides. <laughs> God, do you really? <laughs> yeah. Do you really? Oh they, my they, God. They, I don't like having to. <laughs> I don't like having to uh, to figure out the stuff usually. I'm just like, okay, yeah. what do I have to go get? Okay. Well, yeah, just what do I need? Yeah. I, basically the ones i cover are the ones that people like have to find something and they don't know where to find it or whatever yeah so uh, thank you josh that's yeah great. like car parts and shit yeah yeah thank, thank you. you that's very nice um where else you can find me uh, at games radar um a couple other places i'm tired i'm taking i'm gonna take a little nap <laughs> so we want to thank everybody for listening and you can catch us next week for episode 100 100 that's oh like 99, God. but like one more after that. Wow. So <laughs> you guys can you guys can look forward to that. We will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.